Hey, welcome to the Triple F Podcast, Faith Family First. I'm Jim Hochberg. I'm hosting today because we're going to talk about a seminar that was done at One Love recently that I participated in having to do with parents' rights in the public schools. It's actually uh, something timely, something important in this election cycle, and hopefully after you hear this, you'll be able to call the people that want your vote and have a little conversation with them about it. So let's get into it. Hey, Eva. Hey, Welcome back Jim. from the mainland, too. Oh, it's so good to be back. I, you know, the thing about being on the mainland is you can enjoy all the things you don't get here in Hawaii, but it smells different. People are ruder on the mainland. It's like I'm, I, unlike certain people I know, are going to be here for the rest of my life. It smells different. Do you have the Joseph Biden disease? I am Were telling you, you Hawaii heads? smells fresh and there's air mm. here and i mean on the mainland you get off the plane and you smell diesel you you smell smog you smell other people i mean it's just it's just different all right most people listening and watching they're going yep 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 yep, yep. okay okay so if our viewers radio listeners if they recall earlier this year you and i had susan duffy on and we were talking about critical race theory in the schools and that kind of stuff. And social emotional learning. So, social emotional learning and where the money came. Remember, that was a great. So if you don't remember or if you hadn't seen it, you might want to watch that to remember why we're talking about parents' rights in the public schools. And I, I think it's pretty cool because you and Susan actually got to do a presentation at One Love. And we're thinking that that link may be available. We don't know yet. We're, we'll find out. And if that link is available for the presentation, we will make it available for our listeners and viewers. And we may be doing it in other churches, and, and we'll expand the uh, program if we can include you too. Well, but... let's let's just say that. Let's just say that if we have um, viewers and listeners that after hearing what you're going to talk about today, if they're interested and they want a presentation done at their church, then why don't you send me an email at eva at hawaiifamilyforum.org and you know I'll find out what Jim's availability is and Susan's and maybe we can bring it to you. But in the meantime, give us the the gist. Well, more than just the gist. Tell us what we need to be concerned okay, about. Okay, so to set the table, okay. the concern that the families have, that the parents have is things are happening in the school from the teachers, not student to student. The teaching that's being done in the schools is bothersome for reasons. Every parent can have their own reason. The first place we have to start is, how is it that in Hawaii, the public schools are permitted to teach things to kids that parents disagree with? Because they don't allow prayer. No. Because <laughs> they took Jesus out of the school. No. Okay. It's because... The law is written by legislators. The school system is governed by the Board of Education, which is appointed by the governor. What is it that you know is the same about the legislators and the governor? They don't listen to the will of the people. I know that. Well, but no, at least people that don't agree with them. Elected. And how do people get elected? They get voted for. True. You're failing this test. Who does the voting? The voter. 
Okay. And right now we're in a primary election cycle. Everybody that hasn't already sent in their ballot has one sitting around where they put their mail. Do not throw your ballot away. Do not throw your ballot away. So what what is happening right now is voting. What happens from voting is people get in office. What happens from people getting in office, they set policy, they make laws that filter down into the executive branch departments, including the Department of Education. And the I reason we have these problems in school is because the people that we've allowed to be running the Department of Education don't share our values. I, I think that's a really good point. And I know you've got a lot of good information and I don't want to steal any time from you, but I do want you to help people understand that Hawaii's run a little different than all the other states. In, it's run very differently. Yeah. So I, I can you start from there and so that people kind of see an overview of how things work here? Because if you talk to someone on the mainland, they're going to say, well, it works this way. And Hawaii so I'll let you interrupt me if you get answers to my questions okay, you'll correctly. Probably get there. No, I'm not you answering any answer more questions. Correctly. I refuse. I'm going on a hunger so, strike. So, Eva, I'm going on a hunger how strike. is Hawaii different from other states with respect to the election of, uh, board of school board members? How is it different here? Well, we don't elect school board members. They're well, appointed by the we? governor. We don't because it was changed. We actually had it. It went away. We used we to had elect it, school board members. And then it members. went away again. <laughs> and... In 2010, it's actually been yeah, 12 years. Yeah, I know. It seems... The yeah. legislature proposed that we stop electing our school board. And for some reason, you and I were very vocal about, no, don't, don't stop do electing that. your school board. Uh, but we didn't persuade a majority of the voters in the Constitution of Hawaii got changed. We no longer elect our school board. Now they're appointed by the governor, but we do elect the governor. Yes, so there are people on the ballot right now running for governor. Please call the candidate you think you want to vote for and ask if they support changing it back to elected school board. Well, I'd give them one more step in addition to that, because you're right. Voting is happening right now. So we want people to be very mindful of who they vote for. But I would also recommend that you take a look at who are the current members of Hawaii's Board of Education and, and take a look at their bios and where they come from, because that'll tell you how the governor thinks on who should be appointed. Well, Governor Ige appointed them. Yes. So we know well, what we get. And, and that's this is the it. point. That's the point, right? So the, the question then is, okay, so Hawaii is different. Most other states have local school boards that are elected in the county where the people live that go to the schools. The county real property taxes fund the school boards. That's almost everywhere. I think it is everywhere in the country except Hawaii. There may be some places that don't do it that way. In 1959, when Hawaii became a state, we decided that the economic disparity between neighbor islands and Oahu was so great that the students in Hawaii would not have equal educational opportunities if the county funding system was put in place. Instead of just not making it funded by county property taxes, what we did is we actually said, we're not even going to have local school boards. We're not going to have anything except one statewide school system, which gives us what we have. And I'm a Unlike you, I actually went grad public school here, so. Sorry, private school girl. But anyway, um, so that's the way it is here, different from everywhere else. But the thing is, you would ask yourself, 
What is it about the school system in Hawaii that makes it so terrible compared to what Christian believing families would prefer, right? And it's really interesting because you'd pretty much think, well, you know, you you don't want to tell students stuff. You don't want to teach values. I mean, I remember all that uh, in the 70s and 80s being kind of the arguments going on. But as a matter of fact, in the 1990s, the Hawaii school system absolutely forbid in any public school in any public school vehicle, in any public school meeting, whether students were there or not, one thing. Do you know what that one thing was? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to ask. Go ahead. What do you think is absolutely forbidden to take place anywhere a public school asset is in use? Prayer. No. Smoking. <laughs> so smoking is bad. But, but seriously, listen to this. There is a Hawaii administrative rule for the Department of Education. You can look it up. It's section 8-31-1. I'm going to read a couple sentences because we want to take this exact same argument, switch the words from smoking to something that we would rather have. Prayer. But this is the reason. Listen to this. The public school system strives to provide its students with a safe and secure learning environment, as well as appropriate instruction and school experiences that mutually reinforce good personal health and safety practices. Amen, brother. I agree. <clears throat> the present practice of condoning blank by employees and other adults on public school campuses, at off-campus events, and at district and state offices, seriously undermines and contradicts instruction to students regarding the health hazard of blank. The purpose of this chapter is to implement the blank free school system policy. Accordingly, this chapter sets forth who shall be responsible for implementing the blank system policy, as well as how the policy shall be enforced. This chapter also provides for counseling and rehabilitation assistance to employees who wish to stop blanking. Now, the word smoke and tobacco was in all those blanks, but we could change it to anything. Premarital sex fits in. Drug use fits in. Bullying. Crime. Bullying. All that stuff, right? So it's really interesting to me that in 1993, smoking was universally hated in the school system that they have an absolute prohibition. It's very, very intriguing to me. And I will say that they came out in strong opposition to vaping um, for the same reasons. They don't want to see vaping in the school. So, I mean, at least they've been consistent in Correct. their opposition to getting tobacco or smoking products in the hands of our kids. So... We want to take that regulation, right? And that was section 8-31-1, the purpose of the no smoking thing. Mm -hmm. Use that when you talk to principals, when you talk to your teachers about these other activities that are equally as bad. We need to advocate for our children in the public schools. We've got to use the system to hold the schools accountable, to have the schools making good choices and requiring transparency so that we know what's going on, okay? So that little piece of info needs to be 
spoken to to these candidates running for governor because they whoever wins will be appointing the next school board and if this little policy can be replicated with fill in the blank other bad behaviors in the school system we can get it out of the school system did you look to see when these um school board members that are appointed right now when their terms end do you know? I, I don't know, but the governor's appointing them. So if they all end at the next election or they're staggered or that, whatever it yeah. is, but it doesn't, it, the, you got to chase the governor down. Well, it and starts while they're with the running, governor. that's a good time to yeah. ask. So if you happen to go to any uh, campaign doo-wops, whatever they are, you know, meet the candidate debates or whatever, if you get a chance to ask a question of a governor candidate, pick one of these. Hey, candidate Joe. You know, how do you feel about making the schools safe for our kids by prohibiting something, X, Y, or Z, like the smoking policy? That would be a great talking point. So let me ask you, what is the Constitution of the United States? All the federal government has to be consistent with the Constitution. Where in the Constitution does it provide for public education? Provide for it? Yeah. Where does it say we're going to have a Department of Education in the federal government? In the Constitution? That's what I'm asking. I don't think it's in there, is it's it? It's not in there. It's not in the Constitution. Okay. Well, if it's not in there, how come we have a federal Department of Education? When did that start? It didn't start in 1879 when the Constitution was written. Well, with the way that our world was, I will guess that it was in the 1960s or 70s. Well, it was in 1965. Boom. Lyndon Baines Johnson got the Elementary and Secondary Education Act passed. Then when George W. Was Bush... Was it passed bipartisanly? Do you know? Uh, it was part of the new, the great society in the 60s. Okay. Um, so it wasn't unanimous, but it was bipartisan. And then in 2002, when George W. Bush was president, they had that no child left behind. Right. We all are alive. We remember that. And then in 2015, under Obama, there was the Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA, which we talked about with uh, Susan uh, Duffy here, where the funding comes through. And the ESSA was amended in 2020 because of all the COVID money. Right. And that's how we get all this stuff in there. So it's very interesting because there is a federal Department of Ed every year when your kids are in public school in Hawaii, you get that annual notice of non-discrimination and non-harassment. The reason you get that is because if a public school gets federal education money, every year they have to send that to every student's family. And it's, it's very interesting. And there's other federal laws. There's the uh, FERPA, Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. That gives parents the right when their kids are not 18 years old, the parents have the right that the school must let them see the student's record. When the kid turns 18, hopefully in college, maybe in high school, then it shifts over to the kid because they're an adult. Um, and it also allows the parents to maintain the privacy of their child's educational record. There's Freedom of Information Act laws. We need to use those to find out what's going on in the school that's not in your student child's record. What's the school doing, right? What's in the curriculum? What's in the books? All that stuff. And then there's the PPRA, which is the Protection of Pupil Rights Amendment, which came after some of those 1990s uh, surveys and evaluation of students that were asking really intrusive things of little kids. 
you're you're free to not allow your kid to be surveyed on sex and politics and drug use and family stuff and things like that. And the interesting thing is, even though there is a DOE on the federal level, and even though the DOE on the federal level enforces and investigates complaints of uh, harassment and discrimination in education, it's not religious discrimination. Isn't that interesting? Mm. The religious discrimination claims on the federal level are done by the Department of Justice. Hmm. So if you want to make a religious discrimination complaint to the federal Department of Ed, you don't use the Department of Ed, you use the Department of Justice. But if you are making a disabilities discrimination claim, a race discrimination claim, a sex discrimination claim, through the Federal Department of Ed, you do it in their civil rights sections. I don't know why it's like that, but that's the way it is. What about in Hawaii? Hawaii Constitution, what does it provide about education? Nada. You're wrong. It's loaded. In, in the Hawaii State Constitution? The Hawaii State Constitution. Ooh. Look at Article 10. Oh, my. You know what the title is? What? Education. Okay. <laughs> Gee, that's a stretch. I don't I know. I thought you were going to get that one right. No, because honestly, <clears throat> I, I think that most people will say, when was the last time you picked up the Hawaii Constitution and read it? I All think. the time. Well, you as an attorney. But okay, so first call to action for those of you that are like me, get out that Hawaii State Constitution and take a peek at what it says. So the point of this is I want to explain to you all <clears throat> that the laws are where the education system is governed and the laws are made by people that you elect. So then the question becomes, what are the parents' rights in the school system? Well, if it's in the Hawaii Constitution, though, then that, means that, that means that the people voted on it at some point. Uh, yeah, and what it says is we're going to have a Department of Education and it's going to provide for the establishment, support, and control of a statewide system of public schools free from sectarian control, blah, 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 and blah, And so blah. When, when did the people of Hawaii um, vote for that? Well, it was in pieces. That right. piece was in 1959. Okay. Yeah. But we're, we're down to like under seven minutes, so I got to skip okay. what's in the law and tell the parents All right, what is there. it you can do. So it's very interesting. In... 2005, there was a case out of California in the federal court system on the parents' desire to sue the school for, actually it was a survey case with their kids in elementary school. But even before 2005, we had a case in 1970 in Hawaii, a sex ed challenge by parents in 1970 that didn't want their elementary school kids to be taught sex ed. They wanted to reserve that entire uh, content and subject matter to the home. The curriculum was not mandatory. It had to opt out. So the Hawaii Supreme Court, and the name of the case is Medeiros versus Kiyosaki. Hawaii Supreme Court said, because there was an opt out and it wasn't mandatory, it didn't uh, infringe on any constitutional rights of the parents. But this 2005 case in uh, California came through the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is binding on the state of Hawaii. We're part of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And basically what they said is there are actually limits. Parents don't have unlimited right to raise their children in the public school. And the parents <clears throat> don't have the right to object to testing or what's in the curriculum. 
if they send their kids to public school. So what we need to do is realize suing school systems over CRT, critical race theory, over social emotional learning is not the easiest way to go. It's the quickest way to go right now. But the easiest way to go and what every parent needs to start doing is take a look at the non-discrimination requirements. The Department of Education, the state of Hawaii is absolutely forbidden to discriminate on the basis of race, religion, national origin, sex, gender, gender expression and identity, sex orientation, all that stuff. So if you find that the school system is doing things that you believe are infringing and violating your constitutional right to up to bring your children up in the way that you would like them to spiritually, morally in your family, you need to go to the school and complain that it's a violation. They must quickly investigate and they must as quickly as they can come to a determination. You don't need a lawyer to do it. If we use the uh, Piven and Cloward theory of overwhelming the system, if we overwhelm the Department of Education in Hawaii, state Hawaii, with complaints about stuff, it will get the attention to the issue. And in the meantime, the longer term approach to solving the problem is with the ballot in the elections. What goes on in the school really must be a very top priority for voting for people. It's it's kind of easy to use the broad brush pro-life, pro-marriage, pro... But school governance has got to become at the top of the list. Yeah, I know. Um, Alan Cardenas always says that, uh, you know, don't elect someone you have to lobby. You know, so on these issues like this, if you know you're going to have to lobby them on the issue, then maybe think twice about checking that name off. So why don't you remind everybody how you typically describe voting patterns in Hawaii and why they got to stop doing it that way? Well, as you know, I always make a joke of it, but I think that, you know, people will always say, you know, they're going to vote for their mother's brother's friends, cousins, nieces, brother's nephew, because they all went to Kamehameha schools together or whatever. I mean, here in Hawaii, there is a loyalty factor, I think, that comes in. I think that we look at people through the lens of relationship. We look at people through um, what's comfortable, what we know. Um, and we don't think that maybe that sweet person that lives next to us or down the road or that knows my grandmother maybe is not the right person to be representing us in the building that belongs to us, the people. And Jim, in many, many, many of our presentations, likes to remind people that, you know, our constitution starts with three words, right? We, the people. That's where we we're supposed to be self-governed. If we don't like the way we're being governed, it's our own fault because the people that are governing us were elected. So parents, if you want to get involved in defending your rights as a parent and protecting your kid in the public school, we need accountability at the school board, in the principal's office, at the legislature, with legal action, um, You need to exercise choices. Opt your kids out of things you don't like. Maybe even opt out of the public school altogether, which I know a lot of families probably can't pull off. But it is a choice. Um, The schools get federal money based on the number of students in the schools. 
So if you start opting out in big numbers, the DOE will lose things. Also, we need transparency. Use Freedom of Information Act, open records, the FERPA thing, uh, and the Pupil Rights Amendment. Use those tools. And if you want more help, because this is such a short little show, call us. And I will tell you, um, in the words of some of our local people here, slow your roll, okay? When you get all those paperwork... In the beginning of the school year, and I know you parents know what I'm talking about, you know that huge amount of papers that they want you to sign, slow down and actually read what you're signing. Because I think that parents, when they get all that paperwork, they just assume it's they all just good stuff. Sign, sign, sign. It's and not one all of, good stuff. One of the things you might be signing away is something that is going to take away your right to know what's happening in the classroom. And you never, ever, ever want to give that right to somebody else. So if you would like the full two-hour presentation on this material at your church, let Eva know. If you want to be a sponsor of this show and help Hawaii Family Forum, become a sponsor. Yep. And if you're watching right now, don't forget to like, subscribe, share this video. And if there's something we missed, or if you just have a comment about the show, then we want to hear about it. And you know what? If you put a comment in here that makes Jim and I go, hmm, we might talk about it on the show. So plug in. I mean, that's how we grow as a show as well. We want to hear from you. Um, We the people. That's right. Government of the people, by the people, People for the the people. people. And elections are right around the corner. Don't throw that ballot away. Take a moment, check it out, do your research, um, call Jim if you want to know who to vote for. He can tell you, I can't. But we enjoy that you uh, spend our t- your time with us. So stay tuned for next week, and we'll see you then. Mahalo, everybody. Aloha.